How do we move past bad situations from the past? Seriously, it could be something you said, something you did, something you've repented of, but at the same time, you're constantly thinking about it. The Lord Jesus does not want us to go there. He doesn't have a rearview mirror, so why should we? It's all coming up in this daily devotional, the Another Chance podcast. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I'm Brian Sussman. As we start out in this podcast, I just want to remind you, God is not the God of a second chance. You'll hear me say this over and over again. He's the God of another chance, hence the name of this podcast. I want to talk about God's ingredients for living a life whereby we can move past bad situations. We can all look back in our life and there are things we regret. We deeply regret the sin in our lives. The good news is God has covered that sin with his blood. Now, I know there's an accuser, the devil, who would love to bring all that garbage up before you. But guess what? Jesus stands in the way of the devil as he brings those accusations forward. It's clear it's in his word. Maybe there's something bad that happened to you, maybe terrible that happened to you. Can I tell you God is for you and not against you? I want to just share a few scriptures with you. And and hopefully these will bring you some help, some assistance. My goal in these and other chance podcasts is to always remind us that God is not the God of a second chance. If it was a second chance and that's all he gave us, <laughs> I blew through mine decades ago. He's the God of another chance. Listen to this from Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Remember, not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Isaiah is saying, remember not the former things, or this is the Lord speaking in the book of Isaiah. Remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. Forget about the past, God is saying here. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? What I'm gathering from this scripture is God is looking at you despite whatever state you may find yourself in. I mean, you may have had a night of tears I'm not sure what your situation is. I can only imagine. But he's saying, please, child, don't worry about it. Because I am doing a new thing in your life. We'll conclude with a prayer at the end and, and, and really seal the deal on this. So I hope you'll stick around with me. I want to go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, we can apply this scripture to ourselves as, as followers of him. You know, he has saved you. What has he saved you from? Hell. What has he saved you from? Yourself. 
What has he saved you from? The pain of the past? He says, child, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for welfare and not evil. God's got a great plan for your life. It doesn't mean you're going to necessarily be rich. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to get up out of that wheelchair and walk. But he's going to give you a pass, a piece, I should say, that passes all understanding, which defies logic. I know the plan. Now, just stop and think about this for a moment. He's saying to you, child, and, and, and you're thinking, I'm not a child. I'm, I'm old. Whatever. You're his child. And he knows the plans he has for you. Plans for welfare are not evil. So what does it take to get there? Immersing yourself in his word? What does it take to get there? Speaking to him honestly in prayer. And I said honestly in prayer. Honestly in prayer. That may mean repentance. That may mean coming clean. Oh, he loves to hear his children come clean. Just like, just like, think, think of a, a great parent. Maybe you didn't have such a great parent. Maybe you haven't been such a great parent. But ideally, a great parent would want to have his children know that they have access to come to him or her and spill their guts. I've had that happen with my own kids. On several occasions, a couple of them have just come to me with tears coming clean for the mistakes they've made and the defiance that they've carried out. Just laying it out before me. And oh my gosh, my heart breaks. I cry with them. And can I tell you something? When you come before the Lord with that kind of a heart, a heart filled with tears for the regret, the pain, the trouble, whatever it may be, God is there listening and crying with you. Listen to this. This is from... 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 in the New Testament. We cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. It actually says this, cast, we cast all, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Just come before him and, and, and unload. Unload. I know some of you have had a, a wonderful relationship with God for many, many years. In that relationship, did you ever come before the Lord and just and just get angry? Lord, why did this happen to me? I'm sick of this. I can't take this anymore. God has broad shoulders. He can handle it. And sometimes that's where we need to come in terms of casting our anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. I love this story, this uh, scripture. It's just, <laughs> it's wonderful. Proverbs 3, 
verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Let's break this down for just a moment. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Well, you might say, how do I do that? It starts by not leaning on your own understanding. You're not as smart as, as maybe you would like to be. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, all your ways, everything. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I have learned over these many years of making so many mistakes. Oh my gosh, the mistakes I've made that I need to lean on him. How do I do that? I literally come, you know, we're, we're body, soul, and spirit. That's, that's who we are, body, soul, and spirit. And when we come to acknowledge Jesus as Savior, repent of our sins, acknowledge him as Savior, and say, I want to follow you, his Holy Spirit fills us. Our spirit is now awakened and the Holy Spirit is there, the counselor, the wonderful counselor. And now that we have that counselor within us, we can say, oh, counselor, what, what shall I do? What shall I do? And he get. I'm just telling you, he gives me answers and he will give answers to you as well. And sometimes, sometimes there's strange silence. And in the silence, I've learned to be patient. And in the silence, I've oftentimes learned I need to talk to someone who I really trust about this particular issue. Not someone I know is going to give me what I want to hear, but someone who I know is going to give me the straight stuff from the Lord. Other times when there's been a silence, I know God's saying, just take, take your choice. Brian, do whatever you want to do. I got you covered. I have you covered in this particular situation. Don't worry about it. You're my child. It's all going to be good. We cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Here's something from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 8 and 9. This is where Paul is talking about uh, an affirmity of some sort. And he said, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. Do you have a malady, a physical malady, physical illness, physical disease that you've asked the Lord to take away? I'm raising my hand. And maybe he will someday, but I know for right now, as I look at my particular life, he's causing me to rely on him like I've never had to rely on him before. How about you? How about you? This is Paul the Apostle saying three times I pleaded. This is Paul who saw people healed by the Lord. 
Paul saw the miracles of God manifest through his own life. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said, Paul, he's saying to you and you and you listening, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly at my weakness so the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want to take a moment and pray for you. Holy Spirit, give me the words for my brother and sister who need a special touch right now. Lord, I pray that despite the bad situations that have occurred in our lives, despite the mistakes we have made, the problems we have created, the people we have hurt, despite the people who have hurt us, despite the bad situations that have occurred in our lives, some of them perhaps unspeakable, Father, we know that you are able to forgive us our sins. Father, we know you're able to help us forgive those who have harmed us. Father, we know you're able to take that pain in our lives. Oh, the pain that some of my brothers and sisters have endured. You're able to take that pain and make something beautiful out of it. Psalm 94, 19 may be for you right now as you're listening. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolation, O Lord, will cheer my soul. Amen. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Brian Sussman, it's the Another Chance podcast. He is the God of Another Chance. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.